It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-1. Strong effort from the Golden Knights. Game started off a little bit shaky but really found their footing midway through that first period and did not look back. Let's head back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I I look at this game and it's kind of reminiscent of what we saw on Saturday. The Golden Knights getting depth contributions, helping help with scoring from guys like Tomas Nosek and Alec Martinez finds the back of the net. Nick Haig scores. A lot to like just in terms of your depth coming through for the Golden Knights. Right. And at the same time, also a couple of contributors who had been without recently. You can look at players who are not expected to score a ton, like, say, your Nosix and Carriers and Reeves, uh, who, as you rightfully point out, chip in offensively more consistently of late. Alec Martinez, a goal against his old club, goals in consecutive games for Alec. Uh, five goals this year for Martinez. Last year, he had a grand total of three all of last year he only played in 51 games but one with los angeles in 41 games then two with the knights in 10 games and now he's got five so there's that but then uh, riley smith who handled the question i posed to him about the long drought without any points let alone goals and he handled it with the maturity you would expect for a guy who's been around the league as long as he has drafted in 2009 out of Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. But again, Riley had only 11 points in 32 games. That is nowhere near the pace that he had last year. And so he goes eight games with zero points, and then he has a power play goal. Just his second power play point, and it's his second consecutive power play point because the overtime winner in St. Louis on March 12th was the last time he had a point or a goal of any kind of production. So consecutive power play goals for Riley Smith, and he's now got two on the year. So there's that. you got to have contributions from those kinds of players, too, uh, who go through those kinds of slumps. And, yeah, it's, it's a well-rounded production. You know, Dan, I, I know no points on the night for Cody Glass, but this was one of those performances where you noticed him in the offensive zone. He was making plays. Is this the type of performance from Cody that he can build on? I would think so. And it seems that in just chatting with some of the staff, they're looking to create some sort of a a turn of the page, kind of a a mark in the sand. Okay, this was your first half of the season. Hey, you did have 10 points in 24 games, four power play goals. It's not as though it was a bad first half of the season, but there was clearly frustration, and he went and – continues to have this drought of only one assist in now 17 games you know Cody can sort of downplay his goal scoring that's fine but he talks about wanting to be a playmaker that's what he has been at every level and obviously one assist in 17 games is nothing like being uh, an offensive playmaker so it seems that there has been a mark in the sand not just a game to take a breather but to create some distance between Cody's first half and his second half doesn't mean he was going to come out today guns a-blazing and put up a hat trick or something crazy. But I think you're right, Ryan. I think that there is a stride to be made here today. And when you don't play a few games, there's slight adjustment of 
find your timing, find your footing, etc. And there were those moments that were close. He found himself in good areas. You can't think of any gaffes that he made or found himself woefully out of position. No, you found him in places where he was close to making a play or was involved in making a play with the group on the ice scoring or coming close to scoring with he on the ice. So I would say that, yes, this was a good return for Cody after getting scratched the last three, something that I would expect he will try to pull the positives from to build towards Wednesday. You know, Dan, the other thing, too, and we'll bring it back to your pregame interview with Alex Tuck, I thought, again, even though you don't get any points out of Tuck today, defensively there were a number of plays, strong back checks, good good work on the penalty kill. Uh, you love to see that aspect of the game really sticking around for Alex while he's not necessarily getting the points to go. Exactly right. And I, I asked that question, Ryan, because there have been stretches with Alex and with other players people who are presumed to be on this team and stars because they score goals, because they produce points. And what it seems to me, whether it's Max Pacioretty or Jonathan Marcheseau or Alex Tuck, I'm just going down the left wings for the Knights here, but they, they are players who have been dynamic offensive scorers. But it has been instilled within them how much more they can do and be just as proud of their game. In other words, Tuck when I spoke to him today, and even chatting a little bit off the air, Tuck seems just as pleased with his game as if he had been continuing to produce offensively, which is not to say he would love to chip in some more points, yeah. but he draws just as much confidence from the defensive side of his game. And the, again, the phrase that he used was to be a difference maker. And sometimes you could be a difference maker even if you're not scoring and producing points. And I think you're exactly right. This was another strong Alex Tuck performance despite zero points. He was a difference maker. Last one here, Dan. Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury gets the two starts in Colorado. Robin Leonard comes back, uh, gives up a goal early, but settles in nicely. Do you, do you think as you're watching Leonard now that he's really kind of honed in and comfortable with where his game's at? I still think there's the thought of the, the early goal that has been an issue obviously it happened today but that's also not new there's been that kind of peg on robin where it's almost like does he know what time the game is starting we kind of joked about that and obviously he does but you wonder about is there something he should do in terms of the warm-ups is there something with morning skate you know is there something to tweak in his routine so that he's locked in when the puck drops hey i don't know it, it maybe it's all a coincidence when there's a trend, when it continues to linger, then you start to wonder. Uh, again, Robin gave up a goal a minute in and then gave up nothing the rest of the way. But there was that stretch in the first period where the Kings were pouring it on. I mean, the Kings in the first period totaled 13 shots on goal, and they had even more attempts than that. Remember that Robin's last game, he faced a total of 16 shots. That victory that he had last time out obviously was a victory uh, that was, um, we just well, we just lost something there, I guess. I, I think <laughs> I can still hear you, Ryan. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. I got Sorry, you, Dan. just the, the, uh, the victory that Robin had against St. Louis, he made 15 saves on 16 shots back on March 22nd last week. So, anyway, I, I think that uh, maybe that early workload got him into the right groove, but for the Golden Knights to have, uh, you know, more or less shut the door. 
They ended up, the, the Kings did, with 25 shots, meaning only five of those 20 were in the third period, which looked to be like a running clock type, type <laughs> of situation. Yeah, Dan, uh, I mean, that, that third period went by quick. Um, I, I don't know how you got through it, but you handled it like a pro. Yeah, Gary was uh, going for a stroll. He was like taking a Sunday walk and go, <laughs> go out for a break or something. Bring me back a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, thank you for joining us here on the Post Game Show. We will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, Ryan. And real quick, just I wanted to point out, I forgot to mention it earlier, the attendance for tonight, 3,950. That is the largest we've been able to have at T-Mobile Arena this year. So that is a new season high as they can fit more people in the building. 3,950, and I hope some of them are tuning in for your Post Game Show. As always, it is a pleasure, Dan. Thank you very much. Good night, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We're back with much more here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-1. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Marc-Andre Fleury did not dress in this game. Oscar Dan served as the backup. Robin Leonard was the starter, got the win. Uh, didn't see or hear anything to the contrary in terms of Marc-Andre Fleury and his health. It, it, it appears that it was simply uh, a full night's rest for Marc-Andre. Uh, as Pete DeBoer speaks to the media later tonight, I'm sure somebody will ask him and we'll get any update if there is a need for an update. Uh, let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Second time in a row, second time in as many games, the Golden Knights fall behind early on a, on a goal from Matt Roy. Here's a shot and they score! Matt Roy finds the puck in the slot from the faceoff, and it's a 1-0 Kings lead a minute into the game. That's Roy from Gabe Velarde and Jeff Carter just one minute into the period to make it one to nothing LA. We would head to the second period, the Golden Knights trailing one to nothing. Vegas gets an early power play opportunity, and it's Riley Smith coming through with a power play goal. Here's Carlson to the dot. He shoots out of the net. Marshall show banging away, and they score! Left it home by Riley Smith. Power play goal for Riley Smith. Vegas ties it one and one. Four minutes into the second period. That's Smith from Marcheseau and Stone at 4.04 to the second period to make it 1-1. One one. Later on in the period, Tomasz Nosek would continue his hot streak, putting Vegas ahead. Carrier pulls it out, deals to the top. White Cloud a shot, wide right. Rebound, score! Tomasz Nosek takes it off the end boards, slams it home at the left side of the crease. Vegas 2, Los Angeles 1 with 3.30 to go in the second. Fourth goal of the season for Tomasz Nosek. That's Nosek from White Cloud and Carrier at 16.28 of the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas. Just a minute and 26 seconds later, Nick Haig would add to the lead. We're seeing Stone out there normally at Smith. Haig, a left-wing shot, he scores! Nick Haig, five points in five games against the Kings this year. That's Nick Haig from Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson at 17.54 the second period to make it 3-1 Vegas. We would head to the third period, and it was a frenetic pace with 
both teams just going up and down the ice. Shots kept to a minimum, but the pace was really, really strong. And it's Alec Martinez scoring another goal against his former team. Knights with numbers the other way. Three on two, up to the line. Glass setting up. Theodore to the right. Colasar in front. Just missed a rebound. They score! Alec Martinez, 4-1 Golden Knights. That's Alec Martinez from Keegan Colasar and Shea Theodore at 12.35 of the third period to make it 4-1 Vegas. And though it's late in the period and the game already decided Robin Leonard would make a beautiful kick save on Blake Lazat for our AAA insurance save of the game. Here's a left-wing opportunity. Lizotta sliding pad save! Robin Leonard, what a stop! Blake Lizotte seemed to have a goal on his stick. Leonard says no with the left pad. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life with that save from robin leonard and the golden knights up four to one all that was left was the final call final three seconds tick off here knights have it in the offensive zone and there's the horn knights win four to one four goals unanswered and there it is the golden knights defeat the la kings four to one improved to 24 eight and one on the season 49 points for the vegas golden knights who remain atop the honda west division a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and the luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-1 and prove to 24-8-1 on the season. Let's head out and bring in Riley Smith and Alec Martinez as they address the media after tonight's win. Um... Sometimes you get in games like that where you're putting a lot of pucks on it and it doesn't seem like anything's going in. And sometimes you just need a couple lucky bounces to turn the momentum and start um, feeling positive about your game and, and the team's momentum, especially generating some cycles in, in some offensive time. So, um, you know, I think we had a couple key goals and I think, uh, you know, especially no six goal, uh, just being able to, to jump ahead in a game that we felt like we were chasing for the first 10 minutes was, was big. We'll go back to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Regional. Riley, on your goal, uh, what does having Mark Stone at that net front role on the power play kind of add to your unit, especially with his passing ability? Yeah, like you said, he's he's so good with the puck, and he um, seems like he, he's able to see everything on the ice in any situation. So um, he's more than just a guy in front of the net screening. He, he's able to make a lot of plays and, and create second opportunities. So. Um, you know, he made a great pass to, to Marchi, and I think everyone thought that one was going in. So, um, you know, I was just fortunate enough to be able to pick up the garbage. But uh, having a guy like him, he definitely creates more opportunities and um, second-chance opportunities, like I was saying. That'll conclude Riley and Alex's availability. Thanks, guys.
Riley Smith and Alec Martinez as they address the media after tonight's win. We'll hang tight here for just a minute as we wait to bring in Pete DeBoer. And, you know, I look at this game for the Golden Knights, and you recognize early on, and you heard Riley Smith talk about how it just didn't really seem like the Golden Knights were in sync. They didn't necessarily have their game in the first 10 minutes of of this game. But, you know, you get some saves from Robin Leonard, and certainly you needed some big saves there. And then you find a way to kind of generate that offense, that you manufacture that offense for the Golden Knights. It comes in the second period. It it comes on the heels of a power play goal from Riley Smith. And then from that point forward, it was really all Vegas. And and LA just seemed a bit overmatched in terms of the rest of the game. So you like the answer from the Golden Knights? Like I, I look at this as one of those games where did you have a complete 60 minutes? No, probably 50 of the 60 are, are considered uh, good minutes for the Golden Knights, but you got the contributions that you needed, especially from your goaltender in Robin Leonard, keeping everything square uh, in that first that first 10 minutes. Yes, you allow the goal, but beyond that, it, it really could have been worse in terms of the deficit for the Golden Knights, and it wasn't so. you you got to like what you got out of Robin Leonard, and you have to like what you got out of the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's head back down and bring in Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's win. Ben. Hi, Pete. It seems like the Kings came out with a lot of momentum tonight, but I guess what did you see change in the second period? Well, you know, I think they're coming off a three- or four-day break, so we knew they would have some juice to start. Uh, You know, we're coming off a trip and and an emotional win, and I I was a little worried about ours to start, and that's exactly what happened. I thought the first 10 minutes they were really good, and we were kind of standing around watching, and, um, you know, but I I thought the second half of the first period we started to to get our legs and started to skate, and then obviously the the second and third, uh, you know, really found our game. Next question tonight will go to Jesse Granger, The Athletic. Jesse. Hey, Pete, what did you think of Cody Glass's game and his response to being back in the lineup? Yeah, I thought Cody had some good energy, you know, which was was nice to see. I mean, uh, uh, this is a tough grind and a tough schedule, especially for a young guy. And uh, I thought uh, him, you know, sitting for four or five days, I thought he came out uh, today with, with good legs and some jump in his step and, when he has that, he creates a space for himself that he can make plays and, and be the offensive player that uh, he's going to be at this level. So, um, you know, I thought he did a good job. Next, we'll go to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Justin. Hey, Pete. Tomas Nosek has had a pretty eventful uh, year off the ice between having a kid getting born and then obviously having COVID, too. Um, over the last dozen or so games, he's really been rolling. So, I guess, what can you say about the way he's kind of put some of the other stuff behind him and just really played really good hockey lately. Yeah. You know, Nose has been great all year. He came into camp. I thought had had an exceptional camp and then got COVID and then, you know, had the baby and the family uh, ended up getting COVID. So he he had a a three week ordeal there where, uh, you know, he really lost some of the momentum he had built up and it took him a little while to get it back again, but he looks like he's back now where he was in camp and uh, he's a valuable guy for us. He, he does so many little things, takes draws, kills penalties, you know, can play up and down your lineup, center wing, um, versatile guy. 
Next question for Pete goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. David. Hi, Pete. Just can you give a quick assessment of Robin Leonard's performance tonight? And was Mark Andre Fleury just a, a night off? Um, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury was a night off, and uh, um, you know I thought Robin was solid. I thought uh, you know thankfully he was good early uh, when we weren't in the first 10, 10, 12 minutes of the game. And uh, I thought, you know, he settled in too as the game went on and looked really solid. A couple big saves there in the third, uh, even though they didn't get a lot of shots, he made some timely saves. Time for a few more tonight. Next we'll go to Chris Chapman, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Hi, Chris. Yeah, hi, Pete. Uh, he doesn't get a goal tonight. He does get an assist. But William Carlson in that first period seemed like he was kind of all over the place. So I guess how important was his play to kind of get you guys going later in that first period? Um, he's, he's important every night. Uh, you know, he shows up and his consistency is, uh, something that coaches love and, uh, um, you know, so there's not many nights, uh, you couldn't ask me that question and I'd have the same answer, which is, uh, he's an invaluable piece for us because, because of the consistency that he shows up with every night. Next question comes from Stormy Bonatoni with the Vegas School of Knights. Stormy. I know this is a group that really prides itself on its depth. So when you see scoring from top six, bottom six, D, 11 different names on the score sheet, what's your reaction? Well, that, that's, that's what we have to be. And uh, you're right. Uh, you know, it was great that Nick Hag got another goal tonight. And, and, you know, he's consistently provided some offense for us. And, you know, both the third and fourth lines got goals for us. So when, when we're playing like that, when those guys are going over the boards with that confidence to not only get out and, and tilt the ice uh, in our favor, but also to, to create some offense and, and score some goals, uh, we're a real dangerous team. Next question tonight goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hello, Pete. Uh, you've got a veteran-laden group with a boatload of experience in the league. How rewarding is it for the coaching staff that three of the youngest guys, White Cloud, Haig, and Coglin, provide you with so many quality minutes on a nightly basis now? Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have the record we have uh, without uh, the progress those those three guys have made this year. You know, it's one thing to write their name down on a depth chart and say, you know, we think they're ready to play. It's another thing to line them up against Kopitar or McKinnon or, you know, if you're on the road. So uh, I think all three of those guys have has risen to the challenge. And, uh, you know, with Petro out and some of the injuries we've had, uh, we wouldn't have the record we have without, without all three of their contributions. Final question for Pete tonight goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Good. Hi, Pete. It's 14-2-1 that you're at home now. I guess what does it do for a team when you know you can show up at home, defend your home mice, come away with two points? Can you imagine what a record would be if we had a full house? Here? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just great. The guy, guys love playing at home and... Uh, you know, I think uh, we're still we're still living off the energy of, of the memories of the of this building full, and and hopefully we're going to see that again soon. Thanks, Pete. Thank 
That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back to wrap it up on the AAA Insurance Post-Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-1, 24-8-1 on the season. 49 points, top of the Honda West division for the Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. It's L.A. striking first. The Golden Knights, they took the game over the later stages of the first period and really into the second and third period. It was all Vegas. L.A. seemed overmatched. And it's just a matter of the Golden Knights continuing to get depth contributions. You saw what it was able to do in Colorado in the game on Saturday, and you see what they're able to do when they get those contributions up and down the lineup today like they did against the L.A. Kings. Next game will be Wednesday against the same L.A. Kings. Puck drop at 7. Pre-game starts at 6 p.m. with yours truly. Thanks to everybody for listening in to the AAA Insurance post-game show. Extended post-game show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-1. to Improved to 24-8-1 on the season, 49 points, still atop the division. Really, what more can you want from the Vegas Gold Knights? Kind of we, we go into this game, and I spent the, the majority of the pregame show talking about a comment that Pete DeBoer threw out in a press conference after the game on Saturday against Colorado in terms of doubters of this team. I don't know what more the Golden Knights have to do But this could have been one of those trap games. It had all the makings of one of those trap games, and yet the Golden Knights come out, and do they have the best 10 minutes to start? No, they don't. L.A. really did have that energy early on. But for the Golden Knights, the latter half of the first period and then into the second and third really took this game over. 702-876-1340 is the number. You know the drill. Start calling. Let's talk. This is your post-game show. The Golden Knights just come back with another strong performance, get depth contributions from Tomasz Nosek, who has seven points in his last seven games. William Carlson 
on the score sheet with an assist. You get a couple of points from Jonathan Marcheseau. Nick Haig continues to find the back of the net to find offensive production against the LA Kings. There's a lot to like here, and we should we should get into it. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head out to the phone line, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Tired, but great. Um, I wanted to talk about um, uh, Reeves intermission interview where Gary Lawless kind of told him, well, you know, you guys don't need to be, do that playoff push, and um, but the Kings are, and what are you expecting from that? And Reeves immediately was like, I mean, no, we're, we're in the playoff push. Like, we, we got to play like every game matters. And, I mean, he's right because even though we're how far ahead, I mean, every game is a four-point swing. You, you know, Stephanie, it's interesting, right? Because as you look at this game, obviously those two points are incredibly important to the LA Kings who are fighting for their playoff lives. But for the Golden Knights, those two points are incredibly important when you factor in Colorado picking up a win today, knowing that just one point separates Colorado and Vegas. The Golden Knights want to win this division. Home ice advantage matters, and you have to keep pace with Colorado. These are important points for the Golden Knights as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, somebody posted that since fans have been in the building, the Knights have been 6-0-0. So, yeah, home ice advantage is huge because, like I said, you know, we don't want to be playing somewhere like L.A. that still might not have fans later, I don't, you know. So it's just, yeah, getting that home ice advantage is really important. And it's like I, I like hearing from the players directly and immediately like that. It wasn't even a question. He like immediately was like, no, like we're in a playoff push and it's important. Stephanie, I got to ask you your most impressive player tonight. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. They were all very good. I mean, it's cause it, it, Oh, I don't even know. Can't ask me <laughs> questions like that. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. I, I mean, I like, I look at, and again, I, I talked about it with Dan on the, on the post game show. When I look at Alex talk, not necessarily in terms of production, he doesn't find the back of the net, doesn't find the score sheet, but defensively making plays, that's the aspect of Alex talk game that this season has been so impressive to me. Yeah, he did. He did great today. I think also the defenseman really stepped up today, too. I think we had two goals from defensemen, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a great thing to see, and thank you for the call, Stephanie. Yeah, you get contributions from Alec Martinez. You get contributions from Nick Haig, who, again, finds a way to get offense against the L.A. Kings. We're, we're talking five points in five games for Nick Haig against L.A. this year. Those are the type of contributions you want. 702-876-1340 is the number. Darren Millard is joining me here. So before we get to Darren, if you want to call and yell at Darren, now is your opportunity. Again, it's your post-game show. Why are people yelling at me? Well, because it's you. I, but I didn't do anything, did I? Um, no, not really. Not yet. I, well, I mean, it's it's early in the extended post-game I show. I called a blowout tonight. Almost got it. We've got Mark Chinook on the line. Oh, he 702 1340 Mark Chinook. Mark, how you doing? Hey, man, I had to call in because your previous caller was giving props to us having fans back in the building. And we have the best fans in the building. I love my gig. And we have the best fans. And she was giving the props to the team with fans. We're on track, baby. We're doing things right. Hey, 6-0 with fans. Hey, 
best fans in the league, best atmosphere in the league, and it, what you're talking about is spot on. We got We got to keep that first place spot, take home ice advantage into the playoffs. It's as simple as that. You know, Mark, I got to ask you because th- there's some conversation about doubters of this team. Why do you think that the, the Golden Knights have doubters when they've been this good this season? You know, I, I don't necessarily know that the word doubter is, is the right term. I think it's more nervous energy. I try, to, I try to make light of it. I think it's nervous energy. I think our top six are just outstanding, and they dominate when they're on the ice. They have ups, they have downs. And our bottom six, it's not like year one, right, where we were just throwing line after line after line out there, rotating four lines consistently. And I think, I think our fans are becoming more and more educated of the game, those that, that have been introduced to the game recently. So I, I try to, like, brush the doubters aside and give them a, a sort of a pass with maybe nervous energy because we have truly been spoiled here in Vegas with just continually having these great winning teams. And like, like our ownership, we want to win it all, and I think our fans do too. So I don't necessarily know that they're doubters. I just think they're nervous because we all want to win it all. Well, and it's also hard to, hard to believe that this, this could possibly continue, and I've been saying that since, like, game 16. <laughs> How do you keep up a winning percentage that's knocking on 750 uh, throughout game 33? Yeah, it's, it's outstanding. It's an incredible ride. We should all just be enjoying it. And like I said, man, let's just have some nervous energy because we know that we're going to have our ups, we're going to have our downs. That's the game of hockey. Uh, but this has been an incredible thing to experience this divisional play, uh, you know, and your previous caller, Smart, she's, she's calling it out. You know, these are four-point swings. We, Our fans know what's going on, and every game counts. Revo calling out Lawless in the interview, I think it's awesome. You know, he's like, man, we're, we got to win every game. We're in, the, we're in this hunt, and uh, these guys know what's at stake, and they want to win the division, like you said. Hey, what happened with the Golden Knight and the balloon toss tonight? Absolutely atrocious. He yeah. should be fired. <laughs> See, I knew it couldn't continue. There had no, to be a letdown be, somewhere. He should be replaced. He should be replaced with the kid in section five who's eight years old. <laughs> You're the best, Mark Chinook, calling in. Uh, drive safely, pal. I love you guys. Have a great night. Enjoy you, the win. Buddy. See you. <laughs> That's a beautiful call right there. Yeah. The, Mark, chance, chance cleaned up in the balloon toss tonight against the Golden Knight. What happened with Rebo and, and Lawless? I missed this part. So, okay, well, it's the walk-off interview after the first period, and, and I, I didn't catch all of Gary's question, but it had to do with the two points being maybe a little bit more important to the L.A. Kings just based on where they're at mm-hmm. in the standings. And Reeves immediately shot back, I disagree, we need every single point that we can get. Oh, a little feistiness. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You want to see it because, again, yeah. First place is on the line. Sorry, Bobby, I missed the name of our next caller. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in John. John, how you doing? Hey, good. 
Um, hey, Darren, um, my question for you is, who's the Knights' uh, chief scout? Because I think they're doing a really good job with their scouting. They got, uh, I think Nick Haig was a second-round pick. Um, well, Cody Glass was kind of a no-brainer, but I think he's going to be, be a, uh, like a Jeff O'Neill type of player. I think White Cloud and Coggin were free agents. Um, so who's the, the Knights' uh, chief scout, and who's responsible mostly for all that? And my question, and also Brendan Brisson, who they have too, I think they got him at the end of the first round. Um, Darren, if he was a player, when he comes out, like, who is he going to be? Uh, like, who, what player in the NHL now is he going to be like? Kind he, of, he's a, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Yeah, he's a great call. Uh, thanks, John. Uh, he's a distributor. Uh, I like uh, shoot. has a good shot. Uh, can, can score on the power play. Uh, I see him more as a distributor. Uh, good, really good, fast skater. Uh, modern era player that uh, that is extremely skilled with it with with his hands, uh, and Bobby Lowe's is the man that uh, that sort of heads up the uh, the, the scouting staff. Uh, longtime junior coach uh, has a great uh, connection with with Kelly McCrimmon. They know exactly what they're the two of them are. They're really connected as far as what they're looking for in players. So uh, on the amateur scouting staff, uh, Bob Lowe's is the man. Yeah, and it's incredibly important that you find those players in those pockets within the draft. Well, Peter Dillabatore, the six-round pick signed today. Because you you need to find ways to replenish and you need to find ways to build within the organization. And when you are this good and you continue to be this good, you've got to find those diamonds, you've got to find those gems in the later rounds, and, and that's what the Golden Knights have been able to do. Really stock the shelves with those back uh, later round uh, picks that are going to be impact players. Dilbatori is a well thought of player, defenseman coming out of uh, Quinnipiac, and uh, Jack Dugan, uh, Hobie Baker finalist, uh, fifth round pick. So those type of players to go with your free agents like Zach Whitecloud. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. This is the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 4-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings. 24-8-1, 49 points. Still in first place. You know, Golden Knights just doing what we come to expect from them every single night. One off the points lead in the National Hockey League, and they currently own the most wins in the NHL and the best winning percentage in the NHL. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Awesome. Another another great game by them. Ryan, I was almost so mad at you. I thought you spoke the trap game into existence after they scored that first goal early. I was like, oh, no. I know. I I didn't even think it was a trap game at all until it, uh, Ryan brought it up because I thought the the carryover from Colorado would be big enough, and the fact that they just played LA and lost to LA, it, it would uh, erase all of that. Then Ryan brings it up, and yep. I started thinking about it. And yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you. That's revisionist history, actually. Uh, one thing that is worrying me with them lately. We have been starting the game slow and giving up that early goal, and, and it happens a lot when Leonard's in net, too. I, I, I would love to see DeBoer take a, a page out of Gallant's book and, and kind of start that fourth line when it, 
when he would start that fourth line, they'd get that puck, get it in deep, and start forechecking. And it seemed like we had like a little bit more energy in the beginning of the games. What do you guys think about that? Well, Pete did that for the longest time yeah. uh, with the meat grinders uh, last year. Really appreciate the call. Uh, good point about uh, Robin Leonard. Uh, he did have an issue with that at the start of the year. But since he's been back, uh, he's been much, uh, much stronger in the early going. And I will say this. Uh, yeah, he, he let out a goal in the first minute, but he made a couple of saves before that. And then seven minutes into the first period, while it was still one nothing for the L.A. Kings, uh, L.A. had a long two-on-one, and Dustin Brown made a really nice adjustment for the tip in front. And Robin Leonard came up with a huge save to keep it a one-goal game. So uh, I understand where you're going, but I, I wouldn't. Certainly since he's been back from the concussion, he's been much tighter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I look at this game, and you know, I think the it was the fourth shot on goal from L.A. that beat Robin Leonard, uh, and you, you factor in that, that you've got three on the board already uh, just in, just a minute into the game. It's everyone. Everyone on the ice could have been a little bit tighter. Uh, there was a, a play with the referee getting in the way, and then that leads that to was the, a little chaotic. It was, it was weird. I was wondering if that would have counted. Now, well, normally I, the puck can't go directly off a referee and in, but interference with the referee, yeah. the, the plays usually stand. I just have never seen the referee on top of the crease where if, <laughs> if you challenged the other, the other, like, so if the Vegas would have challenged the LA Kings player for being in that spot, uh, they might have got the goalie interference call. I've just never seen it with a referee. I mean, it was a heck of a forecheck. It was. It was fantastic. But, you know, it was. It, that's just kind of a weird play. Like, it's just kind of a weird play that happens. But, I, I again, like, I'm with you. There were a number of saves that Robin Leonard made in that first period, especially a couple in the second. And then, you know, you, you get those performances. I thought he settled in nicely into the game. And, and I don't look at the start of this one as, though, as, as being the same as the starts early on in the year where Robin seemed to be chasing the game early on. Really calm, very uh, efficient with his movements. That's been a constant since he's been back from the injury. And he made uh, every save after that goal. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. This is the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Next in the postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat L.A. 4-1. 702 1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Chip, the goalie. Hey, how's it going? Glad to talk to you guys again. Uh, went on the ice at City National when it was 1-1. Got off 4-1. What happened? Well, we got some uh, great production out of the back end. And uh, Darren Elliott made the the point during the television broadcast tonight, which I'm sure you PVR'd or DVR'd and you'll watch later, uh, oh, yeah. that, that they would cycled a lot of pucks down low, uh, worked that area of the ice below the goal line, and then went low to high. And that's what you saw uh, certainly in Nick Hague's uh, play. Uh, Alec Martinez getting involved in the offense. Uh, uh, Zach Whitecloud uh, shot a puck wide that Nosek banged in. Uh, a lot of uh, abilities to make sure that you open up the entire offensive zone instead of just working one play down low, and it uh, and it really worked to the, to the Golden Knights' advantage. 
I remember last time I called in, 13 blocks, you know, how many, uh, I, or what was it, 13 shots a week ago? Uh, how did the uh, how did the other team come in? I don't have the exact stats. Uh, Ryan Wallace will, will pull them up uh, for that. But uh, the, I, the blocks won't be as high uh, as, as we've seen in other games. I think simply because the Golden Knights, after the first period, took over the game territorially. The Golden Knights had 19 block yeah. shots in this game, and the Kings oh, wow. 25 shots on goal total. So, I mean, it was a it was a strong performance just in terms of of generating offense and being opportunistic for the Golden Knights, especially when it comes to depth. You mentioned the Tomas Nosek goal. You get a goal from Nick Haig. You get a goal from Alec Martinez in the third period. But like 45 shot attempts, like that's that's really really good. And yeah. and then. You got Alec. can lock it down like that. How makes, many, it makes a tremendous difference. How many shot attempts did you face over at City National in the first <laughs> 20 minutes? Oh man, definitely. Uh, you know, just uh, just out there with Ronnie's Hockey Club, um, probably probably one a minute. It was, yeah. uh, it was it was coming pretty quick. You were busier than Robin tonight. <laughs> oh, that's that's glad to hear. I needed the workout. Had a boy. Uh, thanks, Chip. Uh, appreciate the call and good luck. Uh, stay safe and uh, be well. Keep your body well. Okay, thank you, guys. Chip the goalie from City National Arena. I'm a big fan of Chip the goalie. I like it. It's good stuff. I like when we give uh, callers names like that. we got to do that uh, all the time. Terry As the worker. Terry the worker. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie's just Stephanie. We can't give mm-hmm. her a name. And getting great props from Mark Chinook tonight. Look at that. For the calls. And she, can, would you believe that she got on Twitter and apologized to me for the questions? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic call. Stephanie, you you call us every single game, mm-hmm. and it's always fantastic. No need to apologize ever. Power play scores tonight. Seventh straight win against L.A. for Robin Leonard. There was no Marc-Andre Fleury backing up tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if we'll see. I speculated about this in the VGK Insider Show. Yes. Whether or not we'd see Leonard anyway in, in the back-to-back against the Los Angeles Kings because of the way things match up for him head-to-head. I think it's a really good idea, and it's interesting to kind of just to to think about what what each goaltender is going to need to, like, really groove their game, right? And when, when it comes to Marc-Andre Fleury, we know that he likes to play, and, and when it comes to Robin Leonard, I mean, what goaltender doesn't want to get in there and get a couple of starts to, like, really just groove in? If that's the case and you can really spot that rest in for Marc-Andre Fleury right now, it's probably the best thing for the Golden Knights moving forward. Nosek scores four on the year, has seven points in his last seven games. Yeah. The fourth line is as good as it's been all year right now. The play that Carrier made on that Nosek goal to yeah. protect the puck, but then go to the front of the net. Mm-hmm. If, if he doesn't go to the front of the net... Jonathan Quick sees the shot, and it's going to go wide and reacts to it and gets over it and makes the play on Nosek. So Carrier should get two assists on that. Uh, Alec Martinez was as good as I've seen him in his time with the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. End to end. He had a bit of snarl in his game, yep. went at uh, yep. Wagner, uh, and uh, wasn't happy with the play that uh, when Stone got dumped by Dowdy. Some big I, I hits li- in this I, game. I like that part. Like Reeves. In the first period, was Dust, uh, Dustin, yeah. Dustin Brown, Dylan Coughlin. Like there were some big heavy hits in this game. Good, solid, business-like. 
performance by the Golden Knights to follow up the emotional win against Colorado. 702-876-1340, that's the number. We are back to wrap it up next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. To your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4 1, 24 8 1, 49 points. Keep that pace up one point on the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado win today. So, you know, when you look at this game top to bottom, Darren, as you brought up, earlier on today this could have been a trap game no you did no it was you revision revisionist history suits you well like i get it um i called a blowout no 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 you were the first one to bring up a trap game so that being said your key takeaway tonight second period good flip the script on the second period came out and scored three goals turn a deficit into an advantage and you basically put the game away with that strong second period and it really started halfway through the first where they clawed back into it uh with a little bit of momentum i thought martinez glass were really solid in the first period and and that that strong play carried over and you mentioned 24 8 and 1 and they have a one point lead on first place i don't don't know what's harder to believe Mm mm-hmm 24 wins, 8 and 1. Yep. Or that type of record and you only have a 1 point lead. Again, it goes to show you that two of the top 3 teams in the league play in the same division, mm-hmm. and that's Colorado and Vegas, and it's tough and that's what the Golden Knights are up against this season, but that's what happens when you are a contender and you have such high expectations. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the Jeff knobs. A. Turning the knobs and keeping us sounding fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to Darren Millard joining me here on the Extended Post Game Show. And thanks to all of you for calling in. Thank you, Mark Chinook. That was a fantastic phone call. Let's do it again sometime. Hey, let's do it on Wednesday when the Golden Knights take on the L.A. Kings. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 o'clock pregame show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.